Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast presented by Sean Patrick Maloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here's your host, Sean Maloney. Welcome to episode 127, Dealing with a Shifting Market. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, we need to talk about an important thing that's happening, the shifting market. The market's not, I wouldn't say it's slowing to a snail's pace. I wouldn't say it's going to drop, but it's certainly shifting. We're seeing rise in inventory. We're seeing more price changes. We're seeing things sit on the market a little bit longer. So what does that mean to us as real estate professionals? What can we do to ensure we still find success in this shifting marketplace? Now, I want to reiterate, I'm not saying that the market's going to slow down huge. I'm not saying that the market's going to tank. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying that the market is stabilizing. While the real estate market is not on a downfall, it is shifting. As inventory rises, prices will begin to stabilize. What this means is all this craziness you see out there, multiple offers and all that stuff, it's going to slow up a bit. Of course, don't get me wrong, 300,000 to 500,000, three bed, two bath, ranches, things like that, they get a while to go. There's such a lack of inventory in those marketplaces that it's going to take a little time to correct. But that said, certain marketplaces, even them, are climbing. So we need to watch and we need to pay attention to what we're doing. Because remember, when making offers in a shifting marketplace, it's crucial to do your homework. For a while, offers were out of control. Now as a fiduciary, it's time to rein them back in. So for a little while here, we've been making offers and meeting with people and they ask advice and it's like, I could do a CMA for you, but that doesn't really matter because it's really about pain tolerance and this is how it was for a bit. We were seeing people make offers that were just absurd. No inspection, no appraisal, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over asking price only to get denied even with such great terms because someone else went even more crazy than you did. If we were as an agent to say, here's the CMA and here's what we should offer, chances are you wouldn't have got the house. Chances are you would have lost the battle and you'd end up in a situation where the person was mad at you because we told them this is what you should offer to get the house. One of the things you always want to remember as an agent is when you tell people a number that that's the one that's going to get the house, when it doesn't get the house, they tend to blame you. So usually when presenting it, we say this is what appears to be the best number, but I would like you to go with what you feel the most comfortable with in this rising marketplace because I do not want to see you find out after it closes that it sold for $1,000 more. So for a bit here, we're saying things like if you paid $1 less or $1 more, you'd have been unsatisfied. That's the point that you needed to make the offer at. Whereas now we're reining it back in. It's coming back into control. I'm not saying you can just offer lowball prices. I'm not saying that things have changed so drastically that suddenly things are going to go for at asking price. But I'm saying we can do our educational pieces such as a comparative market analysis and look at the local market stats and say, okay, houses on average now are selling at 102% of asking price or 98% of asking price. So if they're selling at 98, we should probably offer 99 or 100% of asking price if you really want it. Or if they're going over and they're going to be 102, 104, maybe we offer 105.5% of asking price. That way there, we know we want it. And we didn't pay too much, but we also didn't pay too little in the idea of never can pay too little, but that we didn't put our best foot forward. 
that part of the marketplace is coming back. So I would highly, highly, highly recommend you don't just go in at it and say to your client to just offer everything. Not that they can't, not that they shouldn't on certain properties, but it will not take that. I have seen properties recently in my own office go under agreement for less than asking price. I've seen seller's concession. I've seen home inspections. I've seen appraisals all being accepted. I never ever recommended removing appraisals or removing inspections. I always told people that they had it available to them and that it was a possibility, but I never recommended it. And the reason being is it's actually a very risky practice. It's actually something that can get the person in big trouble. Say for instance, this week we're in a really rainy patch. Imagine having closed on your house last week hit this week with all this rain and have the roof leak after saying no home inspection. Too little, too late. And guess who they're going to blame? If you were the agent out there advising them to remove those, they're going to blame you. If you told them they have options, but those options come with risks, that's the appropriate way to do it. Because ultimately, they do come with risks. Most people who want to rush into accepting an offer based on the idea of skipping a home inspection, they actually know something's wrong with the house. I know Massachusetts happens to be a known material defect state where we're supposed to disclose all known material defects. But the truth is, oftentimes, sellers lie. I saw even some offers go out of this office where the person had just rehabbed the home, and when they wrote the offer, the counter was to remove the home inspection up to a higher level, at least $20,000 of material defects. It's like, if you're a seller and you just rehabbed the whole entire house and you're telling me everything is good, why would you possibly need me to do that? But the truth is, there's a lot of things that go on when you want to call them illegitimate or you want to call them unscrupulous or you want to call them anything. There are people out there that are willing to take advantage. So during that whole time, I really didn't like the idea of advising somebody to, again, tell them they have options, let them know they can. But the truth is, that's not going to last forever. And the idea of sellers getting all these no inspection offers, inspections are coming back and so on appraisals. And I've actually seen recently some appraisals missing, which means some agents are leading the market by so much that the numbers don't even make sense anymore. That said, again, just make sure to do your homework. Don't lose houses over the idea of saving a buck. That's not a good idea, but do use your education to make sure you're doing your fiduciary duty and you're not just out there to sell a home and the idea of just getting your clients to offer the most money because remember, that's not our job. And it's funny because during these times, you see people on their social medias and other things bragging about the amount of sales they have just sold, just sold. But when you look at it and they're working with buyers, it's 105% of asking, 107% of asking, 110% asking. That's not something that you should be too proud of, folks. We're here as a fiduciary to get the person the property for the least money possible and everything. Well, yes, you have to get it done, and don't get me wrong, you did actually advise them right if you got the property. But if you were to take out all the other offers and you were to look at them, did you weigh over it or did you just get it by a squeak? The more you get it by a squeak, the more professional you are, the better you are at your job, and the more that your clients can rely on you. The more that you just throw out that F you money, the more that you're going to end up in a situation, especially as the market goes down, where appraisals are going to start missing, where people are going to find out they paid too much, and where people are not going to say to their friends and family, hey, you should use this person, because they're a little bit annoyed when they find out their friend bought the same or similar house for way less money, and that they did what they all fear, which is the words overpaid. Now let's flip-flop it over to the other side. 
When working with sellers, set honest expectations about rising inventory levels. Make sure they understand if no offers come in within the first 15 to 30 days, a price adjustment is crucial. This is an interesting place that we're in, folks. We have some seller's agents who are just so cocky. They've been crushing it out of the park for pretty much the past 15 plus months. They've been able to tell people what to do, where to put it, how to do it, what's going to be. They've been able to tell people, oh, we'll let you know later on about offers, about great offers, cash offers, telling them, we'll call you back later. Well, don't be that agent in these times now. As things begin to shift, can you imagine having an over-asking cash offer walk away and buy somewhere else and telling your seller that that was our only offer and that I gave you bad advice? Or can you imagine telling your sellers during that original CMA, oh yeah, we'll price it at 400 because we're going to get multiple offers and a price sell around 450 You go on the market and on day 15, you receive an offer for 399 you think you're going to be able to get them to accept that great offer, $1,000 less than asking after 15 days on the market? You're damn right you won't because the problem is you've educated them wrong. Let them know what's happening. Don't scare them. Don't say things like, oh my God, the market's crashing or any of those because that's not truthful. But let them know that we have more competition out there. What we're going to want to do is we're going to want to slightly underprice it with the hopes to attract more people because the market is beginning to have more inventory, which means that supply and demand rules are going to come into effect. The more supply and the less demand, the lower the prices go. The less supply, the more demand, the higher the prices go. Well, demand hasn't necessarily dropped too heavy yet. As we have more inventory and we have more buyers getting satisfied in the idea of landing homes, the demand levels will naturally start to wane off. Be ready for this. This is okay. These are huge prices we're still getting. We're getting amazing prices. And again, no one's saying here that the prices are going to start going down. They're just not going to climb by 10 and 15% a month forever. They're up, you know, some markets 30, 40% over the past 12 months. That can't sustain forever. And remember, we're coming out of a pandemic. We're coming out of some other things that mean inventory rises, but also supply costs are going down. Businesses are opening. People are getting to be able to build houses again. Construction sites are open. All that stuff is going to lead to the same thing, which is just a little bit of a stabilization of the market. Guys, I hope this podcast helps you find success in this shifting marketplace. Make sure, make sure, make sure, always watch your market data, always watch your facts, always watch your figures, do your CMAs, and be that fiduciary you're supposed to be. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Also tell all your other friends in the profession to subscribe as well. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to PM me, DM me, email me, whatever works best for you, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you.